Good morning and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. For over 60 years, East Central Illinois' daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join in on the phone, online, or via text. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. And good morning, everybody. Penny for your thoughts. News Talk 1400 DWS. Had some heavy rain here in downtown Champaign, maybe where you are too along the way. And hopefully that'll let up a little bit here as we work our way through the weekend. Going to be pretty persistent, though, it sounds like, based on what uh, Tim just told us in the forecast. Well, a busy, busy day today. We've got Illini Friday. We'll look ahead to the Illini football game. Lots of things happening on campus uh, this weekend, uh, sports-related, but uh, probably the biggest event on campus is former President Barack Obama speaking at uh, Follinger Auditorium today. Robin Kaler over at the University of Illinois. Robin, how are you? I am well. How are you, Good. Brian? It's been a busy morning for you, I would assume. Yes, sir, it has. Yeah. <laughs> so are you in Follinger now? or? I am. Yeah. I'm sitting here right by the press entrance. So yes. what's, the, what's the setup look like? Is it going to be packed? Um, it is going to be packed. We had uh, the first couple of students were lined up at 6:45 this morning, and uh, one of my staff members gave them an umbrella, which I thought was very kind of him. Um, it's pretty sloppy wet, but people are being really, really uh, calm and kind and patient, and we're trying to get people through, you know, metal detectors and whatnot as quickly as we can, and um, and start to fill the place and, and get ready to get this show on the road. Yeah, you've been involved in some of these before. I know we had uh, Vice President Biden a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, Bill Clinton here yeah, several years ago. Clinton, uh, yep, I was at, I was at both of those. Yeah, yeah. How, how does I'm this? Very old, Brian. Thanks for pointing <laughs> that out. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I saw all that too. Uh, so, okay, good. How, how does this compare to that? All of those. Well, you know, this is this is not a sitting president, so it actually is a little uh, less intense um, hmm. as those are because. Um, you know, those were just both bigger events. One was at the former Assembly Hall, as you know, and one was at our uh, Campus Recreation Center East, uh, both, both much bigger facilities and with larger capacity. Um, so just on, you know, a scale, this one's a, a little bit smaller. Mm-hmm. So that, that is uh, helpful from a preparation at, uh, standpoint. And this is um, a place with a ready-made stage and lighting and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So that, that's been helpful as well. Mm-hmm. Before we let you go, Robin, uh, you know, obviously uh, the pre- former president will be there. Some other speakers, right? Has that list grown a little bit? I know Dick Durbin's coming in, I think, is what I heard. Uh, he's not speaking. He oh. is. He is uh, I saw a seat reserved for him in the front row, but no, it, it is uh, President Obama speaking. He hmm. he will be uh, introduced, and then he will speak, and it's, it's kind of a one-man show. Yeah, and they'll do the award uh, presentation afterwards. We understand. Correct, but right. not here. That'll be somewhere else at a private, yeah. uh, a private event. Okay. So, yeah. Well, we'll let yeah, you get back to work, exciting. Robin, and a pretty exciting. All right. And uh, we'll let okay. you, we'll let you do it. Thank you. Sounds good. Thanks, Brian. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye, bye, Robin Kaler, University of Illinois. Getting ready. We had about two minutes with her. That's uh, about all the time she had. So, <laughs> so we appreciate her coming on. So, yeah, big uh, big event today. We'll have it for you. We'll start with our coverage at 10.50 this morning, and then we will uh, go live to it at 11 o'clock from Follinger. And I guess they're using uh, Huff Hall as some uh, some overflow and a couple other places, I think, up in Chicago. And uh, from what I'm reading, just reading national uh, publications on this, they don't so much focus in on the speech here in Urbana as much as they are on, I think, the president and Michelle Obama are going 
eventually out west to Orange County, California this weekend to start campaigning. But they say this uh, initial speech, and we'll see how it turns out, uh, might be kind of the start of a uh, campaign as he hits the road for Democrats here this fall. This might be kind of the start of that. So we'll be covering all of that through News Gazette Media, online, through the paper, through our radio stations. And um, doesn't happen very often, does it? trying to think of the other times we've had uh, presidents or former presidents in. It doesn't happen uh, too often, but we're going to get one today. All right, we're going to take our opening break and a lot to get to today. We'll take open line uh, time here for a little bit. 945, Ron Filler, who is a U of I alum, very proud U of I alum, is going to join us. Uh, he was uh, a big donor for the, uh, he and his wife Paula, for the um, Marching Illini Band Tower. We'll talk about that. And then we'll also visit with uh, Cassie Arner and uh, Barry Hauser and others here today on Penny for Your Thoughts, getting you ready for the weekend. But lots to talk about as well. Burt Reynolds passed away. Any memories of Burt Reynolds? Favorite movie he was in? Of course, Smokey and the Bandit is the big one, but he was uh, in several others. And we've got some tributes to him that have come pouring in. And also, if a little bit lost in the headlines uh, with Burt Reynolds passing away at the age of 82, but Richard DeVos, founder of Amway. Remember all of that? He passed away, too, at the age of 92. So we'll talk about all of that. Take your phone calls, emails, and texts on a rainy Friday on a big day here in Champaign-Urbana. We're back in a moment. Any for your thoughts, News Talk 1400 DWS on this Friday. Be careful out there with the uh, flood watches in effect, flash flood watches in some spots. 9-13, just always be mindful that water is always a little deeper than you think it is. So keep that in mind. 356-9397 is how you can join us on the phone lines. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling, text line 3515357. You can email us, always. Talk at WDWS.com. Adam Austin is our producer today. Ed Bond is on site over at uh, Follinger, so we'll uh, maybe catch up with uh, him or Michael Kaiser a little later. Ed had to get there at 6 a.m. today, and uh, he's had to get in and then get out by 7 so the Secret Service could do all the things they need to do to get ready. It's always a little more complicated. I remember years ago when I was at Liberty University out in Virginia, we had... Ronald Reagan come? I think Ronald Reagan came, and um, that was a big, I mean, you had to get in there like three hours ahead of time and sit and wait for him to come in. So it's not a simple undertaking. Thanks to Robin Kaler for spending a couple of minutes with us in regards to that. One text in says, any way we could skip Obama's speech? (laughs) It'll be on at 11 o'clock. So it's a big deal. Hey, when they come to town, I don't care if it's a former president or whatever, it's a big deal. I mean, you could, the list, you could count maybe on two hands total the times we've had uh, that level come to actually stand foot or be present on uh, campus or in this area or visit farms or whatever. Uh, it's happened over the years. A couple of things about Burt Reynolds. He had some good movies and some bad ones. You got Smokey and the Bandit, Gator, Semi-Tough. The Longest Yard, Deliverance, Hooper, and The End. The list of movie stars who commanded the U.S. box office for five consecutive years is short. It says there's Bing Crosby and there's Burt Reynolds. 
Along with Shirley Temple, herself Hollywood's leading attraction for four straight years, Reynolds is one of the great movie stars of yesterday who seemed most in danger of being completely erased from the cultural memory. And they said there's a reason for his uh, precipitous fall after he um, had his hits, or rather it says about 40 of them, Rent-A-Cop and Cop and a Half, Stroker, Ace, and Stick, Heat, and City Heat, Cannonball Run 2, and it says, for that matter, Cannonball Run. Now, somebody just texted in and says uh, their favorite Burt Reynolds movie is Cannonball Run. All right, 356-9397 is how you can join us. And uh, let's go to the phones here. Alan is up first. Hey, Alan, good morning. Morning, Brian. Uh, I'd have to say my favorite Burt Reynolds movie, and there was a lot of them. Was without a doubt Deliverance. Yeah, uh, he was pretty good in that. They all were. It was a classic movie. But uh, to see him go back and forth from uh, you know like comedy to you know drama, that's pretty good acting. Yeah, it says uh, most of us first saw him in Deliverance, which uh, many, as you said, would call his best film, and probably one of the few Reynolds efforts that is watched much anymore. But. All right. But uh, and they say his heir was probably Tom Cruise. Yeah, I don't probably. know. Yeah, that might that might uh, work. The football situation. Well, we've already lost the number two quarterback and probably one of our very best wide receivers. It just seems like we never catch a break of any kind. Uh, I just hope Bush doesn't get hurt. I don't know. It'll really go downhill. Something happens to him. I think. Well, I know they're, they they like Robinson a lot. Matt right. Robinson. I understand that. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I, you know, who knows what you know goes through the mind of a young person at that point? Uh, Cam didn't play in the first game at all, and uh, maybe right. he's sensing that the younger, you know, the freshman quarterbacks are coming up. And I don't know. I'm curious to see who plays this weekend and not. That's also kind of discouraging. You kind of like to have your best players out there, and you don't even know if you're going to have. Yeah. How many you're going to have, and who you're going to have, mm-hmm. or when. Yes, yep. exactly. All right. Hey, thank you, Alan. Yep. Appreciate Bye. it. 356-9397. We go from Alan to Henry at 918. Hi, Henry. Hello. You there, Henry? Okay, I think we lost him. 356-9397. Just reading a little bit here about Burt Reynolds. By the way, uh, Lee Corso, who was his roommate, in college at Florida State, and he often referred that. If you've seen anything of ESPN's Saturday football coverage, he often mentioned that they were together at Florida State. He was his roommate. This was before, of course, Burt Reynolds became a uh, movie star. Let's go to uh, Bob. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. Is this Brian? Yes, it is. Brian, uh, tell me about the award... Obama is getting is it how it should be ethics in government or how his government was during his administration? I think it's more of a career award for his work really? back when he was a uh, when he was a state senator in Springfield and a uh, little. It's called the Paul H. Douglas Award for Ethics in Government. Yeah, you know, Brian, it is it is a joke. He voted. 73 times present, the Benghazi, the IRS scandal, etc., etc. 
So you're saying probably so, so unequivocally the weakest president we've ever had. So don't give him the award. Is that what you're saying? Uh, no. If you, well, you're a sanctuary city there on campus. This goes right in tune with the philosophy at the University of Illinois. And I think a lot of people truly, truly believe in times when he should have brought our country together, he was more decisive than ever, especially after his uh, tour of the world uh, apologizing for the United States. You think? What do you think he's going to say? What do you think he's going to say today? You think he'll go after the current president? Oh, I think he probably will. Yeah. And uh, uh, I, I hope he dispels any chances of Michelle running. Uh, and uh, I, 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 I'm just shocked that this is such a big deal of him coming based on his record. And that's all I have to say. All right. Hey, Bob. Thank you. Appreciate you saying it. Yep. Right. Have a great day. Nine twenty here at DWS. Yeah, send me in if you want to send me your favorite Burt Reynolds uh, movie. You can do that. You can text those in three five one five three five seven. Send them our way. Tom Kasich had a little quiz earlier this week on Barack Obama. Uh, one of the questions was when Barack Obama first ran for president in 2008 and got 61.8% of the vote in Illinois, how many of the 10 counties in East Central Illinois supported him? The answer was three, Champaign, Vermilion, and Coles County. When he ran again in 2012, he got 57% of the vote statewide over Mitt Romney. How many of the 10 East Central Illinois counties supported him that year? It was one, and it was Champaign County, interestingly enough. 921. Uh, let's go to Henry. Good morning, Henry. Morning, Brian. Hey, we found you. I have to di- yeah. <laughs> I have to disagree with the previous caller. Jimmy Carter was probably the most feckless and incompetent president of our time. He was the last Democrat president I voted for, and it's one of the reasons I got out of the Democratic Party. Hmm. But uh, okay. what I really wanted to talk about was uh, the Kavanaugh. Yes. Uh, confirmation hearing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, some pundits have said it's kind of a cross between kabuki theater and circus. And I, I think it became truly a circus when uh, Corey Baker uh, espoused his last chance to be a Spartacus. <laughs> I was watching it at the time live, and I just broke out in laughter. I couldn't believe it, especially when the story came later that, uh, what he was planning on releasing uh, to the general public that was supposed to be committee confidential had already been released at 4 o'clock that morning. So he he never really was in peril of being uh, chastised or whatever they do in the Senate mm. um, about that. But uh, I was uh, I watched about 20 hours of that confirmation hearing over three days. And the first day was, I thought, totally pathetic. I was very disgusted with how the Democrats conducted themselves, especially with uh, Brett's uh, family there, his daughters and whatnot. And I don't expect them to pull punches on constitutional questions and, you know, about his record and things. But it got really personal. It was really pathetic. And obviously they were playing to their base, their left-wing base. And I'm thinking of people like Nielsen and Harris, Kamala Harris and Leaky Leahy. That's a story in itself. He they, lied. They wouldn't do that for TV, would they? Oh, no, no. 
that's why sometimes <laughs> I, you know I like these things to be open to the public, yeah. but they that I mean in some ways they're kind of worse than televangelists when they get up there. They're just posturing and saying stupid things. And as a former Democrat myself, I really felt ripped off because I thought the Republicans were asking harder and more difficult constitutional questions, uh, uh, you know, for uh, with Mr. Kavanaugh mm-hmm. than uh, than the Democrats were. They were busy trying to attack him, and and like even back to the whole Cory Baker thing, the whole thing about racial profiling. You know, the way he said it, it made it sound like uh, Brett was for racial profiling but when you actually look at the email in question he was against it this was during the the bush administration right after 9-11 and and yeah it's just those really disingenuous kind of things but uh and one last thing Mm -hmm. Uh, we know now that with regard to the Mueller admin uh investigation as i call him grand inquisitor uh there is uh his second in command uh, and I think his name is Andrew Weissman. Anyway, they have found, the Con- Congressional Investigation Committees, have found a direct connection between Weissman, Bruce Orr of the Department of Justice, who was mainlining but through back doors the Christopher Steele Fusion GPS mm-hmm. uh, Russian propaganda. So really, in a real sense, uh, as they continue following up these leaks, are these uh, layers of onion uh, regarding this whole uh, sham. Uh, It it seems like, actually, that maybe even the Mueller investigation, whether it's intentional or not, is actually part of the effort of Russian propagandists to undermine Hmm. the Trump administration. You know, in regards to how you feel about Trump, we're talking about the presidency here. And if you follow the dots with none of the mainstream uh, shame stream media is doing uh it's it's alarming it really is yeah. at, uh, at this whole thing that's going down but anyway that's right. what i had to well, say thank you henry hey thank you I appreciate Thanks, it Brian. have a good weekend and we got a busy weekend ahead former president obama will have live coverage of that we'll start here in the newsroom or in our room here at ten fifty. get you set up for the live 11 o'clock speech a question came in on the text line is obama's speech on local tv i don't know i'll have to check that i, I don't know if it is or not Let's go to Scott. Good morning, Scott. Well, good morning, Brian. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing okay. I'm I'm dry, so that's good. (laughs) Good deal. Just watching it rain. Uh, Yeah. Yep, 10 for that. Yeah, uh, Kavanaugh, confirmation hearings. Yeah, the Democrats, they have nothing. He's going to be confirmed anyway. It really doesn't matter. But it is uh, campaign posturing. That's plain and simple. And uh, and I hate Trump, and uh, always will. And, and 2020 ought to be fun. <laughs> It'd be interesting, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there's the short and sweet on that. Uh, uh, another political thing. Uh, uh, Pritzker. Everybody keep an eye on things. Rounders had his full pause, most definitely. Uh, both sides uh, able to find things uh, at fault with him. But uh, take a really close look at what uh, Pritzker's wanting to do with uh, taxes. If you can even get a straight answer on that. Uh, to include the uh, the latest uh, vehicle mileage tax. That sounds like a really neat uh, high-tech thing. Be interested to know exactly how much it would cost for them to uh, install uh, monitoring devices in uh, folks' cars uh, and uh, how long it would take them to recoup that at one and a half cents a mile before they start seeing an income from it, hmm. if they're doing that. Uh, but, you know, on to more important things, Burt Reynolds. Yeah. 
Smoking the Bandit, one and two. Uh, of course, uh, iconic, uh, best of the best. Uh, they had a three with Jerry Reed, uh, who dearly loved him uh, as well. We lost him a number of years ago. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Cannonball Run, Deliverance, of course, you've mentioned that. The Longest Yard, a little black humor there. Stroke Race with Lonnie Anderson. Uh, the uh, Breaking In, another movie that he mm-hmm. had. Uh, Boogie Nights uh, with Julianne Moore. Uh, and a television series that uh, they had a number of years ago, Evening Shade. Yeah, TV. that's right. He yep. he was on that. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yep, CBS with Mary Lou Henner. And it was actually my wife who reminded me of that one. I, I must have been spending too much time at work and didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great list. I appreciate that, Scott. You're very, very welcome. Thank- and uh, have a great weekend. And uh, uh, we'll... See if it gets muddy enough for Obama's jet to uh, get stuck at Willard. Uh, you know, maybe we can do a repeat of uh, you know Bill uh, with uh, uh, Air Force One. Who knows? We'll Anything see. Possible. All right. Well, I don't know if he's coming in. They haven't said. Have they? Tim 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 Dittman's here. Have they said he was flying in or driving in? Have they? I can only assume he'll be coming through Willard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Be a, be a long bus ride for yeah. him. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Scott, I appreciate it. All right, 928. Uh, let's go to Joe. Good morning, Joe. How are you? I'm doing good. I have a trivia question for you. You do? Yes, I do. It's a Burt Reynolds trivia question. Uh-oh. What was his character's name in Gunsmoke? <laughs> I don't know. He wasn't in Gunsmoke, was he? Yes, he was in yeah. Gunsmoke. Yeah, he was a very young guy. He was his name was Quint Asper. Really, he was a blacksmith. Is that right? I didn't watch Gunsmoke enough, I guess. Well, this goes back quite a ways. Yeah. The card that I have here with a picture on it looks like he's about twenty-five. So I mm. mean, this is that must have been ago. right after his uh, football days, I guess. Evidently, yeah. but James Arness, Ken, you know Ken Curtis, and oh, sure. Stone, Amanda Blake—they were all, you know, in this picture. So sure, sure. Quint Asper in Gunsmoke. Quint Asper. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. Well, well, now you and your listening world know. Boy, I feel enlightened now. Oh, <laughs> I just—I feel great enlightening you. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. <laughs> All right. Appreciate the phone day. call. You bet. You too. Let's go to Larry here, just ahead of the news. Hello, Larry. That was a, that was a TV show, by the way. Good morning, sir. Yes. Are we talking about the fake president yet? Oh, what, I don't know which one. Fake award. <laughs> the fake Obama. Yeah, we we we've, we've been talking about. We also been talking about Burt Reynolds. Well, that that award, giving him an award for ethics in government would be like giving him a Jeffrey Dahmer an award for his culinary expertise, right? Ooh. I don't I don't know about yeah. that, but Well, he's pretty fake. Yeah. You ever heard about Obamagate? It's gonna be real big in the news even the mainstream media may talk about it. I don't know. They may get around to it after it's happened. Oh. So something's coming down the pipe, huh? Yes. Okay. Well, thank you, Larry. Ha- okay. Have a great you, have a great weekend. All right. Real quick, uh, Gallo Miller. If you're in a car accident, hopefully you are not. If you have some water issues, maybe you get into some deep water and you need to have your car looked at. Gallo Miller Paint and Collision Repair can do that. Dave and Bill are uh, hands on in the shop. That's not always the case. 
with uh, these collision repair businesses, but it is with Dave and Bill. And they can uh, basically you just hand them the keys. They take care of all the phone calls and all the, you know, waiting online and the 1-800 number for the uh, adjuster and all of that. They'll take care of that because it's a big hassle. We all know it is. They make it as painless as possible. And uh, free estimates are always offered. Consider uh, Gallo Miller Paint and Collision Repair if, unfortunately, you need collision repair service in the future. For more information, go to gallomiller.com. They're on the south side of I-74 between Neal and Prospect. All right, we've got some more Burt Reynolds texts in. We'll get to those. Again, we've got live coverage from Follinger Auditorium coming up starting at 10.50 and then the speech at 11. Here's Tim Dippman from our newsroom. A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. 217-351-5357. All right, we're back. Penny for your thoughts. News Talk 1400 DWS. A couple of things here before we get to uh, Mr. Ron Filler is joining us here in studio. We'll tell you who he is and all his background and what he's been doing. A couple of things left over on the text line. One caller wanted updates on the volleyball game. Adam, I may have to have you help me on that. If there's an update somewhere on the volleyball, just pass that along. Because they are playing this morning. They started at 8.30. And the way the line have been playing, that might already be over. We'll see, because <laughs> they've been playing really well. Ron Filler is here with me. I'll just bring him on now, and he can, he can do the show with me. How are you? I'm great. Thanks good, for including good, me. Good. You flew in last night? I flew in from Naples, Florida. Naples, Florida. There's a lot of Illini down there. There's over 5,000 Illinois alums in that area. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Amazing. And you're an, uh, you are an Illinois alum? I am. In, class of 1970. I was going to say, I would let you tell the year. If you, <laughs> if, Long time ago. <laughs> and, uh, of course, you've been a loyal alum, and uh, we're going to talk about the uh, Ron and Paula Filler Marching Illini Band Tower here coming up in a little bit. There's a ceremony tomorrow for that. Uh, 1989, we're talking about Burt Reynolds a little bit. Burt Reynolds returned to TV on the rotation of the ABC mystery movie B.L. Stryker. Burt played an ex-cop from New Orleans, became a P.I. in Palm Beach, Florida. I also enjoyed Evening Shade. And uh, Burt Reynolds was also on the series Riverboat with Darren McGavin. All right, so that text came in. Also a question about... Updates on Illini basketball recruiting news. That is an ongoing process. Are there any official visits taking place in the coming months? Yes, I'm sure there are. Which ones, I don't know, but there are several. And also uh, text in on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. says, how does somebody go from prison to a city council member to employee at the U of I and have his record expunged? People, uh, it says he sold drugs. Does that mean uh, that that never happened also? And I believe he's referring to Aaron Ammons in that case. Uh, the Illini won over Bowling Green, three sets to none, from what I understand. Is that right, Adam? Three sets to none. So they've won that one. They'll play Cleveland State coming up tonight. Uh, Joyce texts in. She says, where is Elizabeth Hess? Thanks. Elizabeth was one of uh, some layoffs, a couple of layoffs here we had recently, unfortunately, and uh, so she is not with us. But uh, we certainly uh, i have talked to her recently. She's doing okay, and obviously I think she's looking for some work. But uh, do miss seeing her every day. 
And it says Champaign-Urbana is losing respect for the university because of things like this award, talking about Obama's award today at 11 a.m. All right, uh, if you're looking for a home this weekend, you can get pre-approved Damian Spencer at Fisher National Bank, 1710 South Neal in Champaign. He works with our friends Steve and Pam Starwald at Keller Williams. He's been with them for 10 years. Damian's been in the mortgage lending business for over 20. And Steve and Pam will get you lined up uh, with Damian to determine if you're pre-approved for purchasing a home. So uh, today is Friday, and of course it's going to be kind of a wet weekend, but if you're out there and you don't know what you're going to be pre-approved for, you can find that out today. So uh, maybe you're downsizing, maybe you're upsizing. Steve and Pam Starwald can help uh, get you lined up with Damian Spencer, Fisher National Bank, 1710 South Neal. They also have locations in Muhammad and Fisher. The number is 239-7156. And if you uh, want to Google Starwald, you can do that, Google Steve or Pam. But uh, they'll get you lined up with Damian Spencer. Again, he's been at this for a couple of decades, working closely with our friends Steve and Pam at Starwald uh, there with uh, Keller Williams. So we appreciate them being with us. All right, uh, Ron Filler is with us for a few minutes. you got a favorite Burt Reynolds movie, or did you care? Smokey for and the Bandits. Smokey and the Bandit. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, the one everybody keeps coming up with. Cannonball Run is the other one. Yep. Was that okay? I don't remember that one. I mean, the big one was Deliverance, <laughs> yeah. which was a major change mm-hmm. in uh, that industry. Mm-hmm. Well, let's tell uh, our listening audience. A lot of people, I think, know uh, have heard of you, but uh, give us your background. University of Illinois, 1970. What, yeah, have, you been, what, I, what have you been doing since well, then? Well, let me start before that. I grew up in a little small town in Tennessee. I came to Champaign and, and graduated in 1970 and went to law school after that and been practicing law either in Chicago or in New York over my career. And for the last 11 years, I've been a law professor at New York Law School in the city. And you also do some visiting, you do some visiting teaching, right? You go around. You know, Brian, I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I'm invited to speak all over the world. My background's in the financial markets mm-hmm. and how they're regulated or not, depending on your view. <laughs> and I just came back uh, lecturing in South Africa and got to have a chance to do some sightseeing there. I'm always impressed. My wife, Leanne, uh, of course, is a friend of yours as well. And Great I know, you, know you've known her for many years. and. Uh, been involved in several things. We'll get to talk about the tower here in a moment. One of the things we got an event tonight coming up uh, with some Ron Filler scholars, and you're approaching kind of a big number on that. Yeah, you know, I I'm a big believer that if you have the opportunity to give back, and my way of giving back is helping the the youth of today, and in particular uh, Illinois students. And so we're having our scholarship dinner tonight is number 23 mm-hmm. but more importantly uh, we got six new filler scholars one of them will become the hundredth scholar uh that mm-hmm. received our scholarships here at the university of illinois so i'm real proud of that point i know you do that a couple of times a year you do one in the fall yeah we have spring, right? in order for me to get to know the students i don't select them the university <laughs> picks the students but um, they're from different colleges and so forth but we do six in the fall and six in the spring Mainly just give me an opportunity to meet these young people. Ron Filler is with us, uh, University of Illinois, class of 1970. Uh, but also one of your passions is the Marching Illini. And we're going to have Barry Hauser in here a little bit later. Oh, great. With uh, Cassie Arner from uh, the DIA to talk about the Illini Friday. But tell us about how that passion for the Marching Illini and then eventually winding up with the uh, Ron and Paula Filler Tower. Sure. So it goes back to high school. I played trumpet in this small high school band. I was lousy at it, but mm-hmm. um, my love for music 
derived from that. And when I came here, um, early on, like my freshman year, uh, for those of you who don't know this, after every football game, the marching line I marches about five, six blocks to the education building and then plays two or three songs that they played at the halftime. And I started doing that when I was 50 years ago when I was here. And after every game, um, I followed the marching line. I you get a free concert. Mm -hmm. And back then, when we had a lot of people at the stadium, it took a while for the cars to get out anyhow and get back onto the highway. So by doing this, 45 minutes later, you're back at your car, the parking lots are empty, and it was easy driving back up to Chicago at that point. <laughs> so you just marched behind them? I marched behind them, with yeah. them, and I fell in love with the uh, marching Illini 50 years ago. Mm. And you've been doing that in the years you've been back. I, you continue every to game. do that, right? In fact, I... Several years ago, I took Leanne there for the first time, and she, I think, enjoyed that evening. <laughs> <laughs> and you did it rain or shine? I did it rain or shine. I'll be there tonight, I promise there. you. Yeah. <laughs> Ron Filler with us for a little bit today. Uh, the Ron and Paula Filler uh, Marching Illini Tower. And kind of explain what your passion for helping out Barry Hauser, because he was on a scaffold, basically directing the marching Illini, right? Yeah, it was, it was really more of a concern from high winds or whatever, mm -hmm. and the purpose of being up high is obviously to look down and see how the band is performing and lining up and so forth. And to be honest, the, the credit goes to a person you know quite well, Leanne Barnhart. Mm -hmm. She is the one who instilled in me the idea of maybe contributing um, uh, the necessary funds to start the, the tower we, my wife and I agreed to do so, and the rest is history. Mm -hmm. How high is it? Do you know? 62 feet tall. Yeah. It's three and, stories, basically. And they, and the, this, I think this past a few months, they painted it orange and blue, uh, which made it really stand out there along First Street. Yeah, I came, yeah. I drove in late last night, so it was too dark, but coming over to the, to the station here, I drove by it. It is beautiful. <laughs> Big orange and blue eye in the sky. And you're having a dedication tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow mm -hmm. is the groundbreaking, not groundbreaking, but the dedication ceremony at mm -hmm. 2 o'clock. So for those of you, it's open to the public, come. Uh, hopefully it's not raining at the time. But, um, and it's an honor, not just myself. There's a large number of other uh, people, sponsors, who contributed mm -hmm. to the tower. Yeah, a lot of, lot of donors that, uh, that went in. You talked about giving back. Uh, that's been a passion of yours. I've heard you speak on it before when you've talked to the uh, students at the scholarship dinner. That, that's a real important thing for you, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, uh, I believe that we need to help the youth of tomorrow, who will be the, our leaders. And if you're able to attend the University of Illinois, one, you're smart, and they need to have as much help on the financial side so they're not graduating with huge financial debt. Mm -hmm. And I'm just a big believer in helping our future leaders of tomorrow. What goes through your mind when you come back to campus? What do you, what memories stick out for you? You mentioned the marching Illini, but yeah, uh, you know, I just I again I grew up in this small little country town. Um my first class at the university, the class was bigger than my whole high school. Mm -hmm. Um so I came from a different perspective than most of the students are from Chicago and the large public schools. Um uh, so I don't know how good your math, your listeners are in math, but I finished second in my high school class, and I didn't make the top ten percent. Oh. <laughs> so um, no, I just uh, Champaign was a big city for me, and mm -hmm. Interstate fifty seven wasn't built, so mm -hmm. we came up uh, Highway fifty one the whole way back then. Mm -hmm. I usually took the train back and forth mm -hmm. um, 
uh, commuting from where I live uh, up here in the Champaign. I would say, too, and I've asked people this over the years, what do they remember most about whether they went to school or where they worked is the people, the people you met. Yeah, you I made mean, some lifetime friends, right? My closest friends today are people I met my freshman year at the Illinois. They're my mm-hmm. four closest friends today. And you're going to the football game tomorrow? I'm a season ticket holder. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and uh, this is the one man, folks. Uh, Ron Filler with us. Uh, and you let you live. You came from Naples, but you have you have still out in out east. No, and, uh, I do. No, I we sold everything up okay. in, in the east, so we only have a home in Naples now. But I commute to New York weekly to teach. But this uh, gentleman here is the only person I know who's been until last year, because they moved the Big Ten tournament up a week early. You were the only person I know that had been to every Big Ten tournament game. And I don't mean just the ones Illinois played in. No. I've, I mean every Big Ten tournament game for the last 20 years plus. As some of you may know, Illinois lost the very first game, but I'm there for the whole weekend. <laughs> Unfortunately, because it was a week earlier because they had to do it in New York, mm-hmm. um, I had a major golf tournament I had to go to. So <laughs> play in, I should say. Yeah. So I couldn't make it. It was my first Big Ten tournament I missed. But I'm going to restart the streak this year. Well, we always uh, great to see you on the road, and uh, you going to go to any road games this um, year? Illinois road games. Well, I am going to the Rutgers game for sure. Are you okay. in October? Yeah, and you're going to bring your granddaughter in today. Yeah, with, well, with, they all live near. Um, uh, they live about ten miles from Rutgers University mm-hmm. in in New Jersey, and she wanted to come on, even though they live near the university. She is a diehard Illinois fan. Mm-hmm. All she wears are orange and blue clothes. For this weekend, she painted her toy, toes orange with a big blue eye on the big toe. It is really cool. <laughs> She's nine years old. I love her. Yeah. And she wanted to come, but she decided to sleep in instead. Yeah. And she wanted to say Boo Rutgers, right? And she wanted to say Boo Rutgers. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ron, it's great to see you. Thank you again. The, the, the tower just looks great over there. I know Barry Hauser appreciates, and I know you're excited about what Barry's doing. He's his excitement level for the Marching Illini is pretty impressive. Barry is not only a great leader of the Marching Illini, which is important, but to me he's also a great teacher mm-hmm. and making helping the, the Marching Illini band become just better people beyond just being better musicians. Well, you're a good friend, Ron, and appreciate your generosity and uh, you and your wife, Paula, and your family, and we'll see you around this weekend. I will be around. All right. Go Illini. Go Illini. All right. We'll take a break. Back with more open line time. Illini Friday coming up in the next hour as well as we work our way towards the former president's speech at 11. All right. Brian Barnhart, Penny for your thoughts on a Friday. We appreciate Ron Filler being with us. He's just going to sit here and watch me do a little radio here, so that's okay. He can... He can do that. And uh, let's see here. Uh, we updated the volleyball. Volleyball won their match. This is from Bill, a text. He says, maybe this will help John understand why people are offended by kneeling. We're talking about the football games at the anthem. Let's say I see someone eating a Twinkie. I say to them, you know, they are full of sugar and preservatives and are really bad for you. If that person is even a little overweight, they'll be offended, even if my sincere intention was to be helpful. Could you blame them? You can be both sincere and offensive if you go about things the wrong way. Another Burt Reynolds, if you want to send in the Burt Reynolds uh, movies, you can do that. The ones you remember, or maybe shows he was in. It says here, kind of surprised, no one has mentioned Sharky's Machine. Or perhaps I missed it. (laughs) Maybe film was panned by critics, but a cult classic and my favorite Burt Reynolds dramatic role besides Deliverance. 
It launched Rachel Ward's career, Australian model who went on to star in Thornbirds. As a bonus, great jazz movie soundtrack. I still listen to it. If anyone wants to see his acting ability, catch Sharky's Machine. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see here. Anything else? I think I got them all. Yeah, Evening Shade was mentioned earlier. Okay. We've got Michael Kaiser standing by over at Follinger. Of course, we're going to have live coverage of the president's speech. Michael, how are you? Is it filling up over there? Yeah, Brian, uh, I'm pretty good. Uh, we got a, a good seat here in the back of the room. Uh, it's a pretty good crowd. It's a lot of students uh, are in here already filing in. And thankfully, when Ed and I got here, uh, we were walking from a parking garage nearby uh, the quad, and it was not raining very hard at all, just kind of lightly sprinkling, because the line for students was a good distance down the sidewalk. Not, not uh, too crazy uh, but it, had it been pouring, those guys would not have been in good shape, as you can imagine. Uh, but uh, it's, it was light. I don't know what it's doing right now since we're inside. But the the rain kind of let up in terms of uh, uh, intensity, and we got in here and we're ready to go. And uh, just speaking with the band of Mayor Diane Marlin a few minutes ago, and Treasurer Mike Frerichs is here, uh, Senator Scott Bennett, uh, Congressman Rodney Davis up front as well, Mayor uh, Deb Finan. Uh, just uh, from Champagne, just a lot of dignitaries here. Chancellor Robert Jones, of course, and President Tim Colleen got a chance to speak with him just for uh, a few seconds anyway. But uh, they're kind of keeping the media to the back of the room, as you can imagine, just trying to keep things organized. It looks like uh, J.B. Pritzker, governor candidate, the Democratic governor candidate, is here as well. So uh, that'll be continue to be. And I, we talked with Robin Cater a little bit earlier about, uh, I guess, Dick Durbin is coming, but there is a seat there, but may not be speaking. Is that what we understand? Yeah, I think uh, he is going to be. There's a private uh, ceremony, as you've, as you've mentioned, as we've been mentioning all week long, for the, the Douglas Award that he's going to be presented with uh, today, the Paul H. Douglas Award for Ethics and Government. There's a private ceremony going on outside of this building. It will not be here. Uh, just kind of a reception. Uh, reception might be a strong word. I'm not sure how it's all going to be played out, but uh, they'll, they'll take uh, President Obama somewhere else, uh, President Colleen will be there, of course, and others, and people with IGPA. And, uh, so Durbin's going to be at that. Uh, I don't think he's inspe- expected to speak here. I know a student will be introducing him. But we got an, uh, an email this morning kind of laying out how things are going to work. And so President Colleen will speak for a few minutes, uh, and then a U of I student will get up on the stage and uh, introduce uh, President Obama. So we're looking ahead. We'll have uh, 10.50. We'll go to the uh, newsroom for you and Tim and your coverage, and uh, Ed Bond on site as well, and then uh, – We'll have it live at 11 o'clock. We'll look forward to it. Sounds good, Brian. Thanks so much. Thank you. That is uh, Michael Kaiser from our newsroom over at Follinger Auditorium. Let's go to uh, Dave. Good morning, Dave. Uh, Good morning. Um, On the um, Obama speech today, I'd like for your listeners to uh, allow me to play the uh, substitution game. Cheryl Atkinson. I think everybody knows the national uh, investigative reporter likes to use the substitution game to provide perspective. So in that in that frame, uh, what was uh, President Trump doing during the um, Benghazi uh, attack? Where was where was President Trump during the Benghazi attack? And and one more, uh, where was President Trump? during the uh, takedown of uh, bin Laden. Uh, I think it's known that President Trump was off in the side room playing cards while uh, members of the forces that he's commander-in-chief of were putting their life on the line. Um, That's me today. Okay. Well, very good. He was probably doing The Apprentice show, I would think, at that time, right? Was that when he was doing the TV show? Well, what I'm trying to say is, is that 
let's let's Trump gets a lot of lot of heat. In other words, Obama during the uh, Bin Laden takedown was off the side playing cards, and he wasn't brought into the Situation Room until after it was over. With. Where was where was President uh, Obama during Benghazi? Nobody knows. So I'm saying if they want to go after Trump, how about let's use a little uh, background perspective, context. All right. All right. Hey, Dave, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Thank you. And we've got uh, text here in the last 50 seconds of this hour. Good morning, Brian. It's sad to see how this town is ruining Friday night lights for these young youth football players. It says a lot about this town. We wonder why football here in Illinois is not at the top of the charts. They move the high school games to Saturday morning. Uh, to say the least, because of a shooting that happened uh, three weeks ago, nowhere near either one of the schools. Explain that to me, please. The the game was scheduled for last Friday night, so the shooting occurred a little earlier before that. And I think part of that had to do, there was an incident, of course, at the what basketball game at uh, Central between Central and Danville last winter. And I think there was some fear maybe, uh, or some concern anyway, that uh, with the football at night and the shooting that just happened, there might be uh, an issue there, and so that's why they moved it. All right, uh, 10 o'clock at the Tone, back with more. Line Eye Friday next, WDWS Champagne. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com. Or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. All right, welcome back, Penny, for your thoughts. Hour number two here on News Talk 1400 DWS. Had a busy first hour. Appreciate uh, Ron Filler stopping by for a few minutes. We'll talk to Barry Hauser about that here in a moment as well. Cassie Arner is going to join us as well from the Department of Intercollegiate Athletics. Tell you what's happening in around the Illinois football game uh, this weekend. Of course, the game is at 6.30 at night. Hopefully the weather will cooperate, although it's probably going to be wet. because It's already wet, and they say it's going to continue to be wet, but we'll see if we can work our way through it. So we'll talk about all that coming up here in a moment. Everybody knows Mike Namoff, of course. He's been a major presence in East Central Illinois and beyond with his store, This Is It Furniture, and his many charitable projects. He's been involved in many. He's raised a lot of money for a lot of different people. And uh, one near and dear to my heart is the Tom Jones uh, Kiwanis Challenger League. He's raised a lot of money for that over the years. Now that he has uh, two stores, and he's been at it here for a few months now with, uh, of course, Snooze, luxury mattress shop, in combination with This Is It Furniture over there at the Country Fair Shopping Center, Springfield and Madison, Champaign. And this uh, Snooze luxury mattress shop, if you've had trouble sleeping, and I know you probably have somewhere along the way, they have unbelievable selection of mattresses of all kinds. But they have this reveal machine that when you uh, lay on it, it'll show you where all your pressure points are, whether it's in your neck, your abdomen, or your legs, wherever it is, and then they can find the right mattress. So you don't just walk in there, lay down on a mattress, and say, okay, this works, and you go home. I mean, that's, there's a lot more to it than that, and this reveal machine can help. It'll help with the pillows. They've got scented pillows. They've got those. Uh, if you need a pillow because you like a cool pillow at night, I've got one of those. That helps sleep. So all of that available. You're not going to find another store like it in East Central Illinois or around the uh, Midwest. So Snooze Luxury Mattress Shop, it's uh, part of This Is It Furniture. They're right there together, Country Fair Shopping Center, Springfield and Madison, Champaign. A little bit shorter this hour because we've got a 1050 
We go to the newsroom. Tim Dittman will be in here. We've got Michael Kaiser and Ed Bond over at uh, Foldinger Auditorium for former President Obama's speech. We've been talking about Burt Reynolds today. He passed away. Did you know that, Cassie, or have you I been busy? I was busy. Oh, yeah. that's sad. Have any favorite movie of his? We've been taking those, too. So you can think about that for a minute. Yeah, I mean, Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it has know, to be right? the best, Absolutely. right? That's the big one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there, is there another? Well, well, Cannonball. Yeah. Cannonball Run. Yeah. Deliverance. Is one that a lot of people remember. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, like Smokey and the Bandit. Smokey yeah. and the Bandit. I'll stick with that I'll one. See, if we could give Barry an idea for a future band. You know, yeah, I, yeah, show. right. <laughs> we're not gonna, we're not gonna do anything on Deliverance. Today. No. no. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Barry Hauser's here. You've heard his voice. Cassie Arner is here. Uh, Burt Reynolds uh, passed away at the age of eighty-two. Mentioned that Lee Corso is the other, the sports connection to all that. Of course, Lee Corso and he were roommates at Florida State. Mm-hmm with the Seminoles at one point, so they often refer to that. But anyway, um, let's start with Cassie. We've got uh, another busy weekend, another a, busy night, weekend. a night yes, game. Yes, a night game, and, you know, obviously the rain is putting a little bit of a damper on it, but today we've been uh, – the reason we've been so busy is is looking around at um, all of our vendors that we've got in Grange Grove and making sure people are going or not going or, and things like that. So we still are planning on having a very robust – uh, pre-game in Grange Grove with Illini Walk and band performance and uh, Boat Drunks are, are you know, banned for the, mm-hmm. the main stage this week. They're still planning on going unless we've got major, major rain that would hurt their sound equipment. Um, inflatables are good to go unless there's lightning. So, you know, if, if you're if you're good running around in the in the rain, which a lot of little kids are, you know, they're they're still happy to be out playing, yeah, yeah. Then then we're still going to be available for you in Grange Grove and we hope people still want to come out and support the team yeah, this week. Lightning's yeah. always the big issue. With, it is. We had a lightning delay last couple of years mm-hmm. in a game. That's always a concern. But uh, hopefully we can avoid all of that. But uh, the ponchos, you bring your ponchos, ponchos but the yeah, umbrellas you can game day spirit's yeah. definitely going to stock their, their tent with ponchos this week. And, yeah, no umbrellas in the stadium. Um, you know, we'll still do the, the bag and the stroller check. We are right now thinking about the one-odd uh, – you know, contingency plan of you've checked your bag and your stroller, and then we get lightning and we need to evacuate the people who are watching those things for mm-hmm. you. So we'll, we're going to think about, you know, do we move all that to State Farm and you pick it up mm-hmm. at State Farm on your way out? Um, I think we'll put d- later this afternoon out some sort of release that'll explain any kind of parking lot closures or anything that's mm-hmm. going to be moderated or changed for the week. But plan on us doing everything that you expect from a game day. Um, as of now, unless you you hear otherwise, and and right now I think we're we're still hoping we can be a full go. We're at ten fourteen with Cassie Yarner from the University of Illinois, and of course Barry Hauser with the Marching Illini. A lot of things that are going to be going on inside this weekend. There's honorary I. I saw Mary Henson is going to yep. be honored with that, and then also the the uh, 1953 Big Ten Championship yeah. team. So it's Varsity I weekend. So mm-hmm. there's quite a few honorees there, including Dennis Swanson and Maria Salinas Hayes, and um, Mary Henson is one of those. Mm-hmm. Ken Zimmerman, former um, staff member. Mm-hmm. So big Varsity I event tonight, dinner at, at the Colonnades Club, and then we'll be honoring those individuals on the field. Varsity I is an extremely important group for our, you know, for our athletics department, former letter winners and, and people who have made significant impacts on the athletics department, and they deserve to be honored. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 1953 team, that, that Big Ten championship team, is 
celebrating 65 years, mm. 65th anniversary. So we've, I think we've got about 17 members of that mm. team coming back, mm-hmm. which is really exciting for us and for them. You know, I think it's always great to get together and, and celebrate those memories. Mm-hmm. And you had uh, the former Illini back last week, the autograph tent. That yep. seemed to be a hit. And, and that'll be, um, you know, six new players this week. We're excited. It's kind of a lineman day. We've got mm. Tim Simpson, Kurt Lovelace, uh, Marcus Sullivan, uh, Jihad Ward, Carol Phillips and Cam Buckner all mm-hmm. coming back. So mm-hmm. that'll be exciting again. And um, that'll happen from, let's see, I'm do my math, five, <laughs> five to, to uh, yeah. six. Right there in the middle so of Grange Grove. Right there in the, yeah. and, and we're doing, your, um, doing the pregame radio mm-hmm. show out mm-hmm. there as well. So people can listen to them on the radio or come by and get their autographs, mm-hmm. shake their hand, take pictures, say hi, tell them how much you loved when they played here, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Ten sixteen. Barry Hauser is with us as well, and we had Ron Filler in. Ron and Paula Filler. I know you've yeah, gotten to know him a little bit. Absolutely. And, uh, and, uh, the big tower. Yes. Uh, ceremony for that coming up. Ceremony tomorrow. for that. We just made the plan that we're going to be moving that indoors due to the weather. So mm-hmm. that's uh, a little unfortunate that we're not going to be there on the field to uh, have the tower as the backdrop. But a number of things have taken place. The official university sign was just put up yesterday that has the filler name on it. Uh, so uh, we're looking very forward again to celebrating the great donation that they've given as well as a list of 100 others that have mm-hmm. really made this whole uh, you know, rehearsal complex possible. So we're very excited the fillers are back in town. Um, anytime they are back in town, uh, it's always a great time. He's a very loyal fan of the Marching Illini, marching with us to the stadium, marching away from the stadium mm-hmm. at the end of the game as well. So uh, we're just very fortunate that they uh, are going to spend some time with us tomorrow, and it's always a great Time. Yeah, and that tower they painted it here recently. It's so all it's orange painted. And blue yeah, and, uh, it's uh, orange. the The front of it is the orange block eye. Um, you know, it was kind of a strategic placement of the tower to be over by close to the athletic facilities. Mm-hmm. And when you look from the tailgate lots, you can look up and you can see that big block eye. Uh, so that was all on purpose. Um, so it's it's really been a a great thing and and something that has really made a tremendous impact on our rehearsal efficiency as well. So it's not just decoration. <laughs> Well, and uh, it's uh, right there for people that don't know. It's along First Street. Yeah, right there, right there at the corner of First and Gregory, mm-hmm. um, right there by the tennis court. So you'll you'll see it when you drive by uh, for sure. Three five six nine three nine seven. You can ask any questions along the way here. They'll be here with us for a few more minutes. Uh, Cassie Arner and Barry Hauser. Let's see here. It says, please ask your guest. Ward, who can get into the big Illini tent in Grange Grove in lot thirty one? <laughs> that is our that is our stadium club. So it's it's iFund members. Um, it, it's the group that traditionally has been over at the I Hotel in okay. the past. Uh, for these first two games, uh, we wanted to bring it over to you know take in some of the ambiance of the stadium and not be closed off to the rest of the tailgating scene. So th- those are the people invited mm-hmm. to that area. This week we'll also have a varsity eye tent out in that uh, that general area. So all former letter winners and anyone who is a varsity eye member. So support mm-hmm. staff, old you know former trainers, managers, coaches, they're all invited back to that tent this week. We're going to preview what uh, Barry Hauser and his band performing in the rain is going to do uh, this weekend. We'll do that. Let's take a break, Adam, and we'll come back with more in just a moment. Stay with us here on Penny for Your Thoughts. Back in a moment. Renewal by. All right, Illini Friday here on a wet day on this Friday. A couple of callers here to get to. Somebody texted in and I said, I tried to go to a website, grangegrove.com, and it's not there, but you say go to fightingillini.com and 
Correct. So go to FightingIllini.com under Fan Zone and then Grange Grove there. However, thank you, caller. I think we're going to purchase GrangeGrove.com. That, that's a very smart yeah, thing to that do. That is a good idea. Mm-hmm. The other big thing going on this weekend is band. That you got high school bands in? Is yeah, that right? Uh, yeah. So, you know, this was going to be kind of a record for us, at least in terms of my time frame here. We're going to have well over 2,000 high school students here for halftime, which uh, is always a great time and a great way to, to continue to fill the stadium and have some young students that are in there to provide some great energy. But unfortunately, with the rain, uh, we've had a number of them that are dropping at this point. Um, and we understand there's a lot of costs involved with that in mm-hmm. terms of instrument repair, uniform cleaning, and so forth. So we're still going to continue on with that. The only way that we will actually shut down is if we have lightning, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, last year was a great <laughs> indication of that. We were at Ohio State and we had rain flying sideways. Oh, we continued man. to stay out there uh, and cheer on the Illini. Um, you could not get any more wet than that time period. So <laughs> we are, I think, yeah. ready for that. Uh, so we will still continue to be there. Halftime will be a little bit different. So we ask that our fans that are used to seeing us move on the field, we were anticipating 2000 high school students mm. being out there with us so our show will still continue there's just not going to be a great deal of movement with that yeah. this week. and so what are you performing this, this is going to be kind of a history of rock and roll we're going to mm. go back to the days of johnny be good land of a thousand dances give me some loving uh some things that really were great triggers in the in the uh, genre of rock and roll uh so it's gonna be very fun and upbeat halftime would have been great with 2,000 high school students out there as mm-hmm. well, and we'll still have some of our guests out there, I think, at this point, but we'll we'll still continue to track that as we go. All right, a couple of callers here for our guests. Let's go to Brian. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Brian. How are you today? Good. Good. I'm bringing the rain from Springfield. Oh. So it's going to rain in Champaign very soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, a question for Barry. Um, you know, we like to listen to marching band music during our tailgate, and on Pandora... The, your friends over in Ohio State have a station for their marching band, and I was shocked to see there was no Pandora station for the marching Illini. So I don't know how we can help you get that done, but we would certainly like to see that over in Lot 45. Yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you, Brian. That that's an excellent, excellent um, recommendation. Um, a number of things that we do have to work through. There are some copyright costs with that, and that's something that we'll we'll look into. But uh, yeah, we've never we haven't really thought about that. We're working on still getting our latest CD out, uh, so that will be available here at the end of the fall season. Uh, but yeah, we'll definitely look in that and see. And if it's feasible within our budget, we'll certainly do that. That's a great idea. So thank you for that recommendation. We'll turn the music up really loud in Lot 45. Yes, please do. (laughs) (laughs) Go Illini. Cassie, we'll see you. We'll see you this afternoon at the fan council. Awesome. See you soon. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. And back to the phones for Jim uh, with a question for our guest. Hi. Hi. Regarding the band, my wife and I have gotten into the practice of uh, starting our football day at the the armory and marching kind of like with the band towards the stadium. I'm wondering what's the history of that march. How long has it been done that way, and and other information might be go with that. Yeah. Okay. Very good. You want to you want to listen? You want to hang on or what? Um. I'll, I'll hang on. Okay, we'll, we'll leave you on. Go ahead, Barry. Yeah, that's that's a great question, too. Um, as far as I know, that's been going on for quite a long time. Um, 
my predecessor before I arrived, because so many of the games started to move to 11 a.m., um, they started to decrease doing that just because of the time frame to get back from the stadium from our game day rehearsal that we have there, which is a closed rehearsal, back to the armory uh, was very, very a, a very small window right there. So regardless of time, we've really worked hard to make sure, regardless of when kickoff is, that we still get back to the armory so we make that a regular game day tradition. And that is always 45 minutes before kickoff. So I think that's been part of the general fabric of Marching Illini for a while. When did it start? Another great question. We'll have to look at that history in our 150 years that we're celebrating this year. Um, and uh, we'll get some answers for that. Hopefully we can track that down for you. But that's something we're going to continue to do. And thank you so much for supporting that tradition. All right. Hey, Jim, thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate it. I know we had Ron Filler on. He said he did in the 60s, late yeah. 60s, graduated. Yeah, it's been going so on quite a long time. At least that far, if not further back. Yeah. Uh, back to the phones again here for Cassie Arner and Barry Hauser. Hi, Carolyn. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Good. Uh, I don't know if anyone else mentioned this or if they noticed, but I I work at the stadium. I work in the horseshoe, and it seemed like the game last week uh, was more band music and less uh, the music from the the big boombox that's behind me. And so I really appreciate all the band music, you know, during times out and. Because to me, that in the marching band at halftime, and then you know the the students and their band, that that's what uh, football is all about. So I really appreciate that if that's what's happening. Thank you. Okay, very good. Thank you, Carolyn. Three five six nine three nine seven. Couple of minutes left. Uh, the Illini walk, and I always have to do the math because we're starting at six thirty. The game, so everything's on that half hour. So right. we got to. So it'll so, be it'll be about uh, four thirty. Is that right? Two hours out, mm-hmm. and it used to be two and a half hours out, and it's it's a little bit closer now uh, to kick, which which is better mm-hmm. for fans to come out and and get get mm-hmm. in position. Um, and last week I thought we had a great crowd, a great crowd especially yeah. for an eleven o'clock game, yeah. and we were really in sync with band and cheer. And one of the things I loved about it is we made it a little bit more narrow, so players and uh, coaches and cheerleaders they were going through almost single file and i think everybody who was there got to greet every single person personally and mm-hmm. and i just think that's what this game is all about it's that connection to the team and mm-hmm. into the spirit squads and and everything and um i hope everybody enjoyed it and had a good time and and saw and, and felt a little bit different mm-hmm. and i think you got to realize too these guys are getting it a great to go into battle so to speak mm-hmm. so they look pretty serious mm-hmm. when they're walking through there but i can tell you they do appreciate the cheering and the high fives or whatever happens because that energy is important. That to energy them. is important to them. Yeah, they it may really be on is. their on their you know um, iPods and iPhones listening yeah. to stuff, but they do recognize and they do see mm-hmm. the energy of the crowd. Very much so. All right, one more call here for uh, for Barry and for Cassie. Hey, good morning, Kent. How are you this morning? Good. Hey, I uh, I went to the football game too, and I and it was right after I'd gone to a Cubs game on on I think it was Wednesday or Thursday. Thing I notice about the college football games and all football games is there's a, this compulsion uh, to fill every quiet moment with noise of some sort. You know, I like to be able to hear the announcer. The announcer they've got is really great, and the music is just you know uh, whether you like the music or not. This compulsion to fill every moment. It, if they start doing that in baseball, it'd be like doing it between the pitches when they do it between the plays. <laughs> and really, it's gotten to the point to be just re- being really annoying and distracting. I'm sorry, but that's just me. <laughs> so yeah. 
That's my two cents worth. That's my pennies worth. All right. Thank well, you, Kent. I, I will say this. You know, uh, both teams last week ran a hurry-up type offense, and that does change the way music is played. We've got to get it in immediately because once they get up to the line of scrimmage, once that, that quarterback is either set in a in a shotgun or under center, we've got to stop. So if we want to do anything to pump up the crowd or get the crowd into it, it almost has to be done immediately, at least um, when mm-hmm. when teams are running that kind. We don't, we don't have as much time as we mm-hmm. used to. In fact, we got in a little bit of trouble <laughs> for playing a little too long, and uh, we, we got to work on that. But, you know, this is, this is the – it was just such a a, a different um, tempo yeah. this last week, and it it kind of I don't want to say threw us off, but yeah. it certainly made us have to change our timing on some I'm things. So it what, probably I'm, did seem that way. And I'm told Western Illinois does huddle, does huddle. Yeah. So, so we'll have yeah, a little more time yeah, at least on our time, defensive. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, thank I you. Meant, I met thank my you, quota Ken. already, Brian, for uh, getting my first yeah. call from the Big Ten <laughs> yeah, Conference. So. Did you save the letter? Yeah. You know, yeah. well, no letter yet, <laughs> okay. but just a call. But I'm sure the letter will be coming soon. All right. Well, guys, thanks for coming out in the rain here and coming through the rain to get to us. And uh, we'll see you again, I guess, next week. Or at least, Kate, you'll be in Chicago next I'll, week. I will be but, headed up to Chicago, but I will certainly yeah. call and give you guys yeah. yep. a Fan Fest update. All right. Thank you, guys. Great. Thank Bar- you. Barry Hauser, Cassie Arner from uh, the Department of Intercollegiate Athletics and the Marching Illini. Adam, let's take about a one-minute break. We'll come back and get it, Tim ready for the news after this. Good news. Workers across America are... A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400 WDWS. All right, busy Friday here, Illini Friday. The former president on his way to a Follinger Auditorium, so we'll get ready for all of that. 10.50, our coverage begins here on DWS. We'll stream it live, WDWS.com. If you go to news-gazette.com through our News Gazette media team. They're, they're over there chronicling everything that's happening, so you can keep track of that. All right, a couple of texts came in while we were visiting with Cassie and with Barry. I'm stunned at how these Republicans are so calm and cool and collected on today's On Air. How refreshing. I think Donald would be proud. He's got a little uh, emoji there. P.S. What is Rodney Davis doing in an Obama speech? Well, anytime the, a former president comes to town, doesn't matter what party you're in, usually you show up, unless it's a, um, you know, a, you're in the middle of a presidential campaign or whatever. So that's not uncommon. Uh, let's see here. Don't forget Burt Reynolds. We're talking about the passing of Burt Reynolds and Dolly Parton in Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Also got an email. It says, so funny, I was Googling Burt Reynolds slash Quint Asper when your caller called about it. It was a great role in my first exposure to Burt Reynolds. Same type of start as Clint Eastwood, who starred as Rowdy Yates on the TV show Wagon Train. You're too young for all of that. (laughs) And uh, let's see here. Asked about umbrellas. What is the rationale for no umbrella? If uh, If it is that people would open their umbrellas during the game and block views, if that's the issue, then don't permit open umbrellas in the stands. All right, so that came in. We appreciate that. Uh three five six nine three nine seven. Ten forty here at DWS. Let's see here. Today in history. This is a big day if you're a sports fan. And not just because I'm a sports fan, even if you're not. But uh if you are, today in history, September seventh, nineteen seventy nine was a big day at ESPN. They launched 
If you're a fan, if you're a fan, what you'll see in the next minutes, hours, and days to follow may convince you you've gone to sports heaven. Beyond that blue horizon is a limitless world of sports, and right now you're standing on the edge of tomorrow. Sports, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, with ESPN, the total sports cable network. Yea, verily, a sampler of wonders. Hi, I'm Lee Leonard, welcoming you to Bristol, Connecticut, 110 miles from New York City. Why Bristol? Because here in Bristol is where all the sports action is as of right now. And we're just minutes away from the first event on the ESPN schedule. That's the 1979 NCAA College Football Preview. And then we're going to follow that with a doubleheader of games. So that was the opening moments of ESPN, September 7, 1979. Bill Rasmussen, of course, uh, believe what worked at Channel 3. The Rasmussen uh, family connected, of course, to ESPN. They were the guys who started it. Scott Rasmussen, if you follow the polls, Rasmussen polls, same family. And uh, Bill Rasmussen explained shortly after they began how this whole thing worked with satellite TV and uh, cable and getting sports into your home. I just thought this goes about a minute here. Here you go. Now, I'm still not sure just exactly how it works, but here's a man who can show us. Bill Rasmussen, board chairman of ESPN, who along with his son Scott put it all together. Years ago, tales of Jules Verne and Buck Rogers were made of dreams and wild bits of imagination. Today, modern technology has taken those dreams and that imagination and turned it into a reality that allows us to bring a television picture into your home via satellite. The picture you're watching right now has been taken by a camera sent through some sophisticated equipment to this Earth transmitting station, which in turn feeds a satellite located 22,300 miles above the equator just south of Hawaii. The satellite receives the picture, sends it to an Earth station near your home, which in turn takes the picture over cable into your living room set. Total elapsed time, one-fifth of one second. Isn't that amazing? That was 1979, the birth of ESPN. Had a local connection, too. All right, uh, of course, uh, Swanson Roofing voted best roofing company in East Central Illinois, one of our sponsors, and roofs are being tested again. Uh, Corey Swanson is a hands-on owner. He's from Rantoul High School in the University of Illinois, so he's local. The roofing dog crew is comprised of roofing professionals certified in Roof installation, all of the crew are company employees, receive full benefits and 401Ks. They've been with the company for many, many years, and they're incentivized to do a good job. Swanson Roofing guarantees their workmanship for the lifetime of your roof. The materials they use are guaranteed for 50 years. And all this rain, that's a good test. You'll know if you've got a leak somewhere. And even if you do, get an estimate. Maybe it's not the whole roof. Maybe it's just a portion of it. The Roofing Dog, providing services in Champaign, Vermilion, Ford, and McLean Counties. Get a free estimate at 217-355-ROOF, 217-355-7663. Clint Eastwood was on Rawhide, not Wagon Train, to uh, counter one of our listeners. It's Friday. The Animals decide to choose up teams for a football game. After three and a half quarters, one team has a one-point lead, but the other team is driving. With seconds left, the Elephant runs the ball. It looks like he'll score when he's suddenly brought down short of the goal line. It's soon obvious that the tackler was the centipede. The Lion captain of the winning team says that was a great game, great saving tackle, but where were you earlier? The centipede says I was putting on my shoes. (laughs) Okay. 
All right, and is Samba Kane enrolled at the U of I? Yes, um, he was at the um, he was at the Rebounders event we had recently. Showed up with the team. So yeah. All right, ten forty five here at DWS. A Busey's social media followers can enter in a familiar favorite, a new giveaway in twenty eighteen. You can connect with Busey at Facebook, Twister, Twister. I'm getting mixed up with the game. Twitter and Instagram to participate in fulfilling dreams and Friday freebie. Fulfilling Dreams is underway. Dreamers have already received $1,500 to help fly family members to a college graduation ceremony, provide a family trip after a difficult year. No matter your dream, Busey wants to help fulfill it in 2018. Connect with Busey at Busey on Facebook and share your dream through a photo or story. The dream of the most likes in Busey's Facebook photo album wins a $1,500 Busey MasterCard gift card. One winner chosen monthly. Through December 2018, for rules, visit Busey.com slash 150. All right, before we uh, break here for the final time and get ready for our coverage at 1050, let's go to Anna Wall. Hi, Anna Wall. I'll just be very brief. I just want to tell the listening audience that uh, while I was teaching at Parkland, I was also a Democrat, and during that time, President Carter made a trip to Champaign-Urbana, hmm. and not only that, he let us party in the White House. <laughs> so we have had other presidents come here before. All right. Thank you, Anna Wall. Thank All you. Right. Back in a moment, we'll get our coverage started of the President Obama speaking at the U of I next. All right. On a Friday, we had a busy, busy show. Appreciate Ron Filler and Cassie Arner and Barry Hauser and all of you for participating with us today in a variety of ways. We had a variety of questions. Had a last question said, uh, how much do you think we're paying Obama to speak here? $250,000, and the actual number is zero. Obama will not be paid for the speech, and he'll get a medal in a private ceremony afterwards. So I just wanted to answer that one before... We wrapped up my end of things. Tim Dittman is here. we got Michael Kaiser over at Follinger Auditorium. And, uh, Tim, we'll turn it over to you guys and to get ready for former president. 